Our governor calls Utah the startup capital of the world, and it tracks. We've got a fast-growing, well-educated population and a buzzing economy. And just last week, Utah unveiled the Startup State Initiative, a resource portal for entrepreneurs. From step-by-step -step guides to a business plan generator, startup.utah.gov is now the first stop for starting or growing a business here. That's startup.utah.gov. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. This Saturday at about 10.30 a.m., an annular eclipse will pass over southern Utah and create a ring of fire in the sky. Are you in the mood to pop down and have an existential crisis? Or just connect with the infinite universe and your own mortality in a totally normal way? Here is what you need to know. It's Thursday, October 12th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Mayor Mickey Wright, you are the mayor of Torrey, a small, beautiful town in central Utah that is the gateway to Capitol Reef National Park. And you are also an astronomer. So I want to ask you, why is this upcoming October eclipse so exciting? One, it's an annual eclipse, meaning ring of fire. So it's not totality, but you get this incredible ring around it where the moon has got the sun covered. Sometimes you'll get Bailey's beads, you can see the corona, so you get a lot of the neat stuff. And uh, this will be the first time I've ever seen an annual eclipse. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. What are Bailey's beads? What, what are the coronas? I'm like real novice here. So the Bailey's beads is like a refraction. I believe it's through Earth's atmosphere and you get these big flashes of light. The coronasphere is actually the outer atmosphere of the sun. And you can't see it, you know, in the daytime because of the brightness of the sun. But when when the eclipse is there, you can see all the different components of the sun's atmosphere. So as I understand it, if I'm standing in your backyard in Torrey, Utah, this eclipse for me will start at 1027 a.m. It will peak or be its most brilliant at 1029 a.m., and end at 10.31 a.m. So this is like basically a four-minute event. And yet people get pretty hyped. I mean, a lot of travel planned around this. What makes an eclipse meaningful beyond the, wow, that's cool kind of factor? Like, why do you think we've assigned value to this astronomical event? I think a lot of it has more to do with, I'll say more the, I'll say the spiritual, the look at this stuff happening in the universe that for thousands upon thousands of years, humans thought it was the the act of the gods of the fates, those kinds of things. Now, yes, we understand what's going on, but that doesn't take away from the, wow, this is really neat. Yeah. And so there is there is a, a sense of giving us a place in, in the universe. All these things are happening out there that I have no control over, and I get to observe them and be a part of it. So I think that's what people like. And one thing to note is the times that you gave are the depth of the annularity. So that's the main part where the moon will complete or you know cover the sun, but it will actually make first what we call first contact about 9 a.m. So the moon will be moving across the solar disk. So it'll be getting 
darker and darker, more like uh, a cloudy day than than anything else. And then, you know, the center of annularity happens, but then after that main part, it's still moving across and it ends approximately uh, 11.58, just in time for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> are there local histories or rituals associated with eclipses that are meaningful to you? Well, the definitely the, the Paiute and the Utes, Navajo, the, the Native Americans have a tremendous tradition of the astroastronomy, the the let's say the reverence for what we now call astronomy, but for the universe and observing these things. And and when you go to Chaco, uh, which is a site down in northwestern New Mexico, there are several things that are aligned to observe the summer solstice and things like that. So just like you you see at Stonehenge or the uh, Egyptian pyramids, there are definitely uh, astronomical observatories in North America that have been here for thousands of years. And, you know, those folks were doing the same thing the Egyptians and the, uh, the, the Druids were doing. Mother's Day is on the horizon, and the good news is that you can find everything you need at Harmon's. Whether it's a little something to brighten Mom's Day or a memorable spread, here are a few ideas. For breakfast, try Harmon's house-baked cinnamon rolls with freshly squeezed orange juice and a package of fresh-cut strawberries. If you're spicing it up with Bloody Marys, don't forget that Harmon's has an olive bar with over 12 different varieties. Now flowers are the perennial favorite, and you can order online or pop by the store last minute, shop succulents, potted plants, and elaborate arrangements. May's flower of the month is the hydrangea, very appropriate. Hydrangeas are fragrant and elegant. And if sweets are in order, Harmon's has added raspberry to their selection of brownie flavors. Find all mom's favorites at your local Harmon's or order online at harmonsgrocery.com. Epic Brewing is one of the OGs in building Utah's craft beer scene. But I am most excited about their recent adventures in canned cocktails. First, they released the Utah Mule. And as a big fan of ginger, I have been sipping those for almost a year now. But now, this April, we have the Utah Margarita. A delicious, locally fermented blend of real lime and agave, and they create alcohol by fermenting cane sugar instead of using tequila, which means you can buy Utah margaritas at the grocery store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita or Utah Mule at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or you can visit Epic Brewery on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. They're open seven days a week. And this fall, look out for the Utah Cosmo. I remember being on the roof of the downtown Salt Lake City Library for the total eclipse in summer 2017, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do think the word of the year in 2017 was path of totality out here. Like, it was on everyone's tongue. And, I mean, the parts of the Western U.S. that got absolutely rocked by tourism. I mean, they really got rocked. People were charging like, you know, 
hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for Airbnbs that were in the path of totality. I personally know a lot of Salt Lakers who are already planning to head to Southern Utah to witness this event. The town of Torrey is population 282 people on a regular day. What is the town population going to be likely on Saturday, October 14th? I wish I knew. (laughs) Then I would be able to plan a lot better. We do know that all of our hotel rooms are booked. All the campgrounds are booked. We do have, you know, BLM land, national forest land that, you know, you can camp in established campgrounds and what's called distributed camping. And that's the wild card. No one really knows what to expect. Uh, Capitol Reef, which is our national park, they're doing lots of planning. Uh, They've actually requested extra folks to come down from parks that are not, not in the path. They will be down here helping out. And they're doing some things, and, and we've actually had some meetings with the Cafari folks, the county leadership, and the mayors trying to go, okay, how do we manage this? And because it is such an unknown number, we're, we're basically making sure everybody knows to have you know food trucks around and then the support things. But it's really going to be, you know, don't do anything stupid, drive nice. When when it gets to be the right time, if you're on the road and you want to stop and look at it, make sure you're not parking in the middle of the road. Yeah. And we're figuring there'll be a pretty big traffic jam after it's over of people heading heading back, yeah. you know, to wherever home is. Well, I mean, you are the chief of executive of the town of Torrey. What are your biggest anxieties around this? One, we're working on, you know, definitely trying to make sure everybody stays safe making sure everyone knows that this is not like a total eclipse through the entire event. You have to have the eye protection on. If they're looking at the sun, eye protection on every time. And sun, regular sunglasses won't cut it? No, no. They don't get rid of the, the right light, so it will zap your eyes if, if you look at it long enough. And it doesn't take that long. Wow. I mean, just a second, you know, a few seconds and you're in trouble. That feels like important information to get out there. Yeah. We've actually, uh, working with Tory Dark Sky Committee, ordered a, a bunch of solar eclipse glasses so we can hand out. We took half of them that we purchased, and they're going to the school local school kids so they can enjoy. The nice thing is, is the eclipse is on a Saturday, so they're out of school. There's several different places that are, that are having watch parties. and But yeah, safety is obviously number one. The nearest hospital is over 60 miles away. We have a, a great clinic that, that works really hard, but they don't have the resources if it gets incredibly crazy. So those kinds of things we're tr- working through and going, okay, how are we going to deal with? Yeah. Well, I guess before we go, I mean, the thing I want to ask you is for anyone on the Wasatch Front who is listening, who's planning to make the trek to southern Utah, maybe not to Torrey, but to any one of the small rural towns that make up, frankly, most of the land mass of our state, what advice do you have for them, both as a local official and as an astronomer? First and foremost, enjoy. But remember, everybody else is trying to enjoy. So that's where, you know, be polite, be courteous, and just just relax and make sure when you're getting the eclipse glasses, you, you know, that, that you're getting good ones. 
One of the best things is a welder's helmet. The eye protection that's, that's in a welder's helmet is absolutely perfect for being able to look up at an eclipse. Huh, look at that. Mickey Wright, mayor of Torrey, Utah, and astronomer, thank you so much for your time. I'm excited for you to see your first annular eclipse, and I hope things go very smoothly for you all in Torrey. Oh, thank you. And I hope you get a chance to get down somewhere in Utah and, and you get to see it. According to researchers, 88% of American adults viewed the total solar eclipse directly or electronically in 2017. That's when we were in the path of totality. It's one of the largest audiences ever recorded for any event across science, entertainment, and sports. Then, as a result, apparently, researchers found that a lot of us stayed interested in the cosmos. So here we are again at an age-old crossroads. Do we think everyone and their mother will head down south to see this thing? Or could crowd aversion keep things light? It's hard to say, but the Utah Department of Transportation isn't taking any risks and says, prepare for traffic. But personally, I do kind of think we should go. I think we should all go. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.